Welcome to Life with Coach J, where I give really great life advice that I should be taking for myself. I'm Coach J, also known as Juliana, or I go by Jules, and I am so grateful to share this podcast with everyone listening today. This space is about sharing my journey over the past few years as I come to heal myself in order to attain what I want most, which is just happiness and to love the life I am living. Along the way, I've met some incredible people who have been interesting, inspiring, or impactful through my journey. So I want to share some of the things that they've given me with you, or I want to be able to have you alongside as I discover new things about myself. Let's begin today's warm-up. I know that I've mentioned that I am an athlete. Throughout my life, I tried softball, I did dance for a number of years, I was a competitive volleyball player. And finally, in college, I became serious with swimming. Swimming has been a rocky relationship throughout my entire life. So on today's episode, I want to be able to really open up about the role swimming has played in shaping me to where I am today and how I was able to, or how I'm working to redefine the relationship of swimming into my life. I just came back from my first open water swim, that means ocean swim, uh, race that I hadn't competed in for 10 years. So it is definitely a very emotional day for me in thinking back and reflecting on this relationship and I thought that it would be the perfect scenario to share with everyone. Before we go ahead and dive in, pun intended, I do want us to go into a few drills so that we're in the right mindset to talk about relationships. Again, I'm gonna be talking about my relationship to the sport of swimming, but I want you to be able to listen to this and think about some additional relationships in your life. I want you to think about all the relationships in your life. There's probably a lot and things that you didn't realize could count as a relationship. You have something like your parents or the people who raised you. You have siblings, cousins, family. You also have, going back in time, your classmates and peers. You have relationships with mentors and teachers, relationships with your pet, your coworkers, your teammates, and your best friends. There's some of the most obvious relationship 
your significant other or romantic partner. You also have your former partners and your children. But then there's relationships like food. Think about your relationship with that. Your relationship with relaxing. Your relationship with work and exercise. Your relationship with chores. And most importantly, your relationship with yourself. You see, when we say relationship, or when I say relationship, I don't intend it to be the significant other romantic partner connection. A relationship is two things and how they interact with each other. So while most people say, I want a very healthy relationship, and they could be implying that with someone that they want to be romantically involved with, you can also have to create or want or desire healthy relationships with things that are not people. Again, like work or exercise or chores, relaxing, food. And again, in my case, a sport. So think about the relationship in your life that you wish were stronger or the relationship in your life that brings you pain or even the relationship in your life that you wish you could recreate in another aspect in your life. And hold on to that as we head into our main set. Oh man, you know, my main set in swimming was always a little bit scary. It was always something that had to push you to make you stronger and to prepare you for the future. So by no means did I think this main set was going to be an easy one for me. Swimming has been a part of my life since I could remember. I learned how to swim as a young age, and by the age of six, I was on a summer swim league. So my summer swim league represents a lot to me. So my summer swim league never won. Um, I was never the fastest on the team. I wasn't even very good. And in that, it also let off a lot of self-esteem issues. So when you're on a team and you're not very good, and the whole team isn't very good, and to add fuel to the fire, you are in a bathing suit in the 90s and early 2000s where Britney Spears, like these little tiny bodies with big boobs, are all the rage, like that heroin chic, and I don't look like that. <laughs> I mean, you may not be able to see it from my picture, but the body I have now at 30 is pretty much the body I had at 12 or 13. So with swimming, there was a lot of body issues. And then I think that relationship to exercise in general. So swimming is not only a sport and it's not always fun, but a lot of people do it to exercise. So the question then becomes, are you swimming so that I can go to a snack bar and eat cake? Are you swimming for fun? Because you're definitely not swimming to win. Um, 
then I went to college and I remember this moment very clearly. Um, I had started swimming over that summer. I was a lifeguard and I had started swimming over that summer as a form of exercise. Uh, I was on Weight Watchers in high school. I lost like 30 pounds and I was becoming neurotic with the point system of Weight Watchers. Um, so I started swimming and then I was a freshman in college and for the first time in my life, I failed miserably on an exam, an advanced calculus exam or regular calculus or whatever the calculus was that I probably shouldn't have been in that class, but they put me in that class. And I thought that, well, if I go to the pool and swim, because I wanted to go to the pool and swim, because again, I wanted to just burn calories, then no one would be able to see me cry over this math exam. So I go to the pool and I'm doing some strokes. I'm doing, you know, butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, freestyle. And this girl comes up to me and says, you should join the swim team. I said to her, no, I'm, I'm here on a scholarship. I don't have time for swimming. Uh, and she goes, there's plenty of people here on scholarships who are on the swim team. Join the swim team show up to a quote-unquote open practice where they assess you, see if you can join the swim team. Side note, everyone was able to join the swim team, and that's how I got on the team. Because of the swim team, if we're thinking about all the good, I have met some amazing friends. I got into great shape, and the swim team gave me my own private tutor so I was able to pass calculus. But the swim team has also given me a lot more. And that's important because in relationships, and I want you to think about this again, relationships, relationships are a give and take. So I am giving my time, I am giving my heart to this sport I am pouring emotion into this. And what is it giving back to me? So not only was swimming giving me these great things, it was also giving me some unpleasantries. I had a big heartbreak through swimming. That heartbreak came from you know, a specific person. It came from a team support. And it's also come from my own self physically, a, you know, a, a, an injury that hurt me and did a lot to me. And I think back on all that positive and negative, And I think back to the happiness I felt today doing my first open water swim and it's a bag of mixed emotion. So if you're looking for the spoiler alert, if you want the plot twist, <clears throat> it's really about how today when I went into the water, I redefined my relationship with swimming. Because I was on a team and I was swimming in a pool and I was giving so, so much. And I thought that it was not giving me enough in return. I gave so many hours of my life 
to that sport. I would sit and obsess over my stroke, obsess over my nutrition. And by the way, this was only division three. This was not division one. I was not going to the Olympics. I was not going pro. But I wanted to give so much into it because of what I could get out of it. So I know that I, I, I told you some of those really great things that came out of it. But I want to specifically focus on a few of those lows. Because if you're giving something and whatever you have that relationship is matching your energy or giving you more than what you're giving, well, by all means, that's a healthy relationship. If I'm giving you a dollar and you giving me a dollar 25 and now I give you a dollar 50 and you give me a dollar 75 and you keep going up and up and up, that is for me a healthy relationship to, you know, eventually you guys are going to match each other. But it's that not giving, not matching what I'm putting in that has made me waver and have that complexity with my relationship with swimming. So I mentioned there was a guy, um, and that'll come into play, but in order to understand how we got close, uh, you need to hear what preceded that. So my freshman year of swimming, I was an underdog. I gave so much into it, and back I found a newfound confidence, I found success, I found friends. So going into my second year of swimming in college, I was no longer naive and I knew I wanted to do certain things and hit certain times. And I got sick at the beginning of the season and I never fully recouped. So in my early meets, I wasn't swimming or performing the way I wanted to. Um, Something we're not going to harp on now, but looking back in my relationship, I realized I needed to be kind on myself, but I also needed to make sure that I had people around me who were telling me to be kind. And that will go into our team. Um, things progressed, you know, we're going into finals week, end of November, early December. I'm not performing well. I am tired because not only am I probably taking 20 credits at that, this point. I'm working lifeguarding in the mornings. I have end of the year projects working on. And I remember uh, having to go to this meet and like the week before the meet, I also donated blood. So going to this meet, um, which was more of a local meet, it was about an hour, hour and a half from, from where I lived and where I went to school. I was not in the right mindset. And I went into the water and I swam like crap in an event that I held the record for in my, in my school. And I went into the locker room and I started hysterically crying. Just absolutely crying. And I did not understand why. We talked about in a previous podcast, uh, thinking versus feeling. And in my mind, I'm telling myself, this is ridiculous. You're crying over a race. It means nothing. There's bigger things in the world. But I could not stop crying. And in the locker room was one friend of mine. And 
one team captain and they saw what a mess I was. They grabbed my stuff. I told them I'm going home. My parents are at the meet. Please let the coaches know. And I left. Cried on the way home. Took a bath. Cried. Just tears. Tears, 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 tears. The next day, I was that night or the next day, I ended up going back to the meet and talking to my coach and my assistant coach. And I don't remember exactly what what is said. And I've blocked out some of those feelings. But I did not leave feeling better about my decision. And I think the worst part of it all was when I got back to class on Monday, no one on my team except for one girl um, asked me if I was okay. There was a narrative that spread about how I was selfish and how could I do this to the team and all these really hard things to hear when I had been so dedicated for so long and pride myself on being a good teammate no one could ask me why and I you know I think about everything happening uh, in the Olympics with Simone Biles and how she pulled herself from the competition. And I wish that there was support around that mental health at the time this was happening. Do I think that I needed a psychiatrist at this point? Probably not. I know that I was just emotionally exhausted. Like I said, I was getting very little sleep. I was stressed under schoolwork and I probably shouldn't have gone to the meet. I wasn't performing. <laughs> that's, that's really what, what it comes down to this three day meet. But that decision to go there to try to be a good teammate and be a part of the team, you know, set off a new reputation for myself and a redefining moment with my relationship to swimming. So no longer was this swimming a source of joy. This swimming was a place that was an uphill battle. You know, my teammates didn't want to talk to me. They kind of avoided me. But every day I got in the pool and I kept swimming. Because that's what you do. When you're in an unhealthy relationship, you go through the motions until you figure out how to take control. So I'm going through all of this. Every day I eventually showed up for practice. We went into doubles. We went into two-a-days. And this is where I got close with, with a guy who was an alumni of the team because he was willing to hear my story. I know that after all this happened, a few months go by and it's championship time. And I was left off a lot of decisions like relays that I was going to be on um, because the team had lost faith. The team had lost hope. So it didn't matter what 
I was doing in my relationship with the sport. It didn't matter how much I was giving it. It didn't matter how I was performing in practices or meets. I was, I remember the words, unpredictable. So I went on getting some records, doing some personal bests, uh, started dating this guy. It was great. And then he broke my heart. Then he broke my heart and I ran away from my feelings. And who do you think I ran to but swimming? I thought that I didn't need to be sad. I didn't need to sit with my emotions because I was just going to get even by breaking his swim time. So that summer I trained like wild. I did about five miles a day, additional cardio on the elliptical, some weight training, and I was getting fast, faster than I was during the season, and I also swam some open waters. Almost a year to date today, 10 years ago, I swam an open water race, a mile ocean, Coney Island, and I won. I was the fastest female out of the water, and I think I came in fourth or fifth. All the other ones before me were men. Then my shoulder bothered me. And I decided I was not going to swim my third year of college because I had really bad tendonitis. So the last race I swam before my shoulder injury was this open water swim. When I tell you the pain in my shoulder was nothing like I've ever felt before. I would wake up crying in the middle of the night, begging, begging for the pain to stop. When I would get x-rays, the most amazing feeling was when they would stick the needle in my arm because it was relieving pressure. And all I could think about with this shoulder pain was this guy who broke my heart and how my heart was broken by swimming that I gave so, so much and got nothing in return. Okay. You guys still with me now? Listen, this is over 10 years of relationship. Um, So thank you if you're still in it with me. We're going to try to go through the second half a lot more. I ended up going back to swimming my technically junior year of college. Um, Did it for the people who still believed in me and helped me through my shoulder injury. And then my senior year comes around and I'm not a fan of who the captains are. And I realize that the people around me, because at this point I'm still giving the same amount of swimming, even though I'm slowly being disappointed over and over again. And realize the people on my team are not giving as much as I am. So I took a step back. I did more kickboxing, more out of the water elements, and I swam less. In my senior year, um, I did fine. Everything helped, but I had swimming behind me. And to be quite frank, I wanted nothing to do with it. I was sick of it. I was over 
the people. I was over putting pressure on myself. I was over being in pain physically, emotionally, mentally. So what do I do? I go work at a sports complex where one of their crown jewels was their swim team. And over time, I met some really amazing people. And I got back in the water and I swam and I did a few things, but I never competed. So 2020 comes around. We now are in the middle of a pandemic and I find myself alone in a house in Florida. And in this community, there is an amazing pool to swim in. So all my energy, my nervous pandemic energy, I now put into the pool. And it's different this time. Because the last time I got in that water years ago, I was a different person. And the person that was in the pool six, seven, eight years ago, that person didn't know how to redefine that relationship. She didn't understand what you put in, you're going to get out. And I realized that I'm not going to put in self-destructive behaviors because that was self-destructive of me to swim so much and not take the proper precautions. And what did I get back in return? Destruction from the sport. I'm not going to put my happiness into something because it's not swimming's job to make me happy. I am just going to find joy in what I'm doing. And that's what happened today when I swam this race. I signed up for this race a year ago. It was pushed because of the pandemic. Totally forgot about it until like a month prior. Uh, And by that point I had moved and I wasn't really swimming as much. And I thought, okay, well, you can do it. You have given so much to yourself, Coach Jay. Meaning, I have given so much to myself physically and making sure I'm stronger and I'm injury preventative and having that smaller baseline that I can do it. I can get through a mile swim. And if I can't, there is no shame in tapping out. And most importantly, I can find the enjoyment in being around this community. Because really the open water swim community is incredible. If you've ever been to like a local open water swim race, Try to figure out who the winner is going to be because you can't. There's all shapes and sizes, all age age ranges. You never know. It could be the girl who is 6'2 and 150 pounds, or it could be the 65-year-old man who has a beer belly. 
it really is an extraordinary community. And I'm so happy that I was able to see that again today. So you're all probably wondering how the swim went. Um, I finished. Yes, I finished. And not only did I finish, uh, there's about 127 people racing the mile. And remember, I trained for about a month. I finished 18th overall. That's men and women. I finished 8th for the women. And then I took first place in my age group. So there was one other person in my age group who finished top three for females. Um, so she got that award and I was in the first place. But it was kind of like the cherry on the top. I was, again, just so over the moon with being in the moment and hating it as well. <laughs> like halfway through the race, I thought I am so hungry. Um, I wish I had water. I did not hydrate enough. But also that, that joy that I found in not finishing really, it wasn't about the joy in, in placing. It was the joy that I did this for me. And to look at swimming, it is I'm inviting this back into my life on my own terms. And those terms are that I'm not going to give myself to it completely. My identity isn't going to be based on Coach Jay the swimmer. I mean, it has influenced my mindset and how I think. Heck, it's, it's influenced the format of this podcast. But I know now about boundaries. And again, I'm smart enough to know that Allowing the sport to be a part of me does not make it me. And allowing the sport to be a part of me is allowing it to be the source of joy, but letting me determine how it's going to be that source of joy. So not worrying about that outcome not worrying about the friends I make or using it as a form of exercise, but just letting it be the sport that it is. And I think if I allow it to just be, then, you know, it's only going to let me be just me. Hey folks, <laughs> I told you the main set was never easy. If you hung out with me, if you stuck it through, thank you. Again, I am so grateful for your time, for coming along on this healing journey with me. To start our cool down, to end our cool down, I actually want to leave you with an excerpt uh, from Young Pueblo. So if you don't know who he is, definitely check him out. Um, it's from his book, Clarity and Connection. So this is what he says. Three thoughts. Relationships normally start with two people wanting to treat each other well. Harm is caused when someone does not know how to properly manage their reactions to their emotions. 
If you think you are your emotions, then your words and actions will resemble your mental turbulence. In relationships, it is important to understand the other person cannot fix your emotional problems. At best, they can support you as you uncover and process your own emotional history. There is no such thing as a perfect relationship, but there are incredible relationships in which the mutual connection and support are indescribably profound. Again, that was uh, the words of Young Pueblo from his book, Clarity and Connection. I hope that you have an amazing day and that our relationship can only get stronger and better. Thank you. Hi, it's Coach Jay. I don't always know what is going to be in store for my life, but I know I'm going to be here for it. And if you want to be a part of it too and never miss a story, then make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You'll be updated on when a new episode drops, which means a new part of my life journey. Thanks. Hi, it's Coach Jay. I don't always know what is going to be in store for my life, but I know I'm going to be here for it. And if you want to be a part of it too and never miss a story, then make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You'll be updated on when a new episode drops, which means a new part of my life journey. Thanks.